Swamiji recently talked about how uh, the power of sound is something that we can harness through affirmations, uh, through the use of mantra. Is there a particular language that has more power to it? Well, you know, Sanskrit is considered to be such a language. And it can be, as I, you heard me chanting in that, that uh, recording. Om Bhur Bhuva, there's power in those words. It's very interesting how sounds have a meaning. For instance, in the movie Bambi, you have the mother deer saying, my little Bambi. Bambi is, if, if you said it the way an Englishman would say it, my little Bambi. It wouldn't sound the same. That Bambi has a sweet and affectionate sound. You have a, a, a rabbit saying, my name is Thumper. <laughs> Again, that American R, Thumper, if he had said, my name is Thumpa, it would be off-putting. And so sounds in the human language definitely reflect the consciousness of the people. American consciousness is basically kind, not aristocratic, not haughtier uh, than now. Yes, there's a lot of self-importance and so on, but there is also this quality. And you will find in different languages that I have, because I speak quite a few languages, I grow up with several, but I found that if you tune into the consciousness of the people, then you can get the accent. But without that consciousness, you can never get the accent right. So, yes, in mantra, if you have the consciousness of what you want, for example, the affirmation, if I want to affirm I'm well, I'm well, <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> there has to be that consciousness, and if you say it with that kind of consciousness, then you can help to make yourself well. I mentioned that time when I was in Mexico City. I was 19 years old. The um, doctors had told me I had structive caucus, tonsillitis, dysentery, and they said you'll have to be in the hospital at least two weeks. And I made a few discreet inquiries and realized I didn't have the money for it, and I just had to get well. And so I I just made myself well in two days I was out of there. But that, I, I said I'm well. And saying a thing rather than just thinking it is important because it helps to focalize your thoughts. You can think I'm well, and that's a l the largest part of it. If I say I'm well and I don't mean it, it won't have any power. But affirmation, and the best way to speak affirmation is first out loud, then more softly, then still more softly, taking it into the subconscious. Many years ago, I was 21, and uh, I had decided that my goal in life had to be to seek God. Therefore, I decided to become a hermit. And I thought, who ever heard of a hermit who smokes? I wouldn't have the money as a hermit to go to buy cigarettes. And so I decided I had to give up smoking. And uh, yet it was very difficult. And I found that in, uh, with my coffee at lunchtime, for example, I would just go back to smoking again. And yet this was the very important discovery that I made. Because every time I began smoking again, it was like what Mark Twain said, 
Smoking is the easiest habit in the world to give up. I've done it a thousand times. <laughs> well, I never said I have failed. I always said I have not yet succeeded. And I remember I was in Charleston. I was living with four other young men. And um, I said to one of them, I've given up smoking. And he said, oh, we've heard that one before. I meant it. And I took that thought into my subconscious. And in the morning when I woke up, I affirmed again, I'm out of it. And I, when you take it into your subconscious, there, the, the habit, as Yogananda said, can be changed in a day. Mm. It's only a matter of thinking. And when you think the, a different way, you think in it. It becomes your normal pattern of thought. I used to have a certain amount of intellectual arrogance. Basically, I was humble, but I still had this thought that I was clever. And I remember one time in meditation, I became very upset with myself for this. And I just said, get out! And I said it with all my force, just like a man who had been habitual drinking, drunkard. And he gave it up. Then he, one day he found himself going to the liquor cabinet to open it up and have a drink. And he was so angry with himself that he just threw all those bottles on the pavement and broke them all. And that gave, that finished his desire for them. So that violence of that affirmation, suddenly it just vanished from me. I, I went out in, into the darkness outside my room and Yogananda, my guru, was standing looking over Los Angeles above the tennis courts. And I knelt for his blessing and he just patted me and he said, very good. But since then, um, I know he, he said that uh, he had too many of the young men he'd made ministers allowed that to go to their heads. And I said, sir, that's why I don't want to be a minister. He said, you will never fall due to ego. And I knew it was true. But people have accused me of being proud because I'm sure of myself. Mm -hmm. But I don't, it's not myself I'm sure of. I'm sure of the truth. That's different. You have to be sure of your truths. Swamiji, if I say the words, I am free, or I am thine, and I repeat them thousands of it times, can be true. do they become a mantra at that point? Yes. But I remember a disciple of Yogananda saying to Yogananda, because he said this point. He said, but sir, if I said I'm free, I wouldn't be free, would I? Yogananda said, oh yes, you would. But the thing is, you've answered your own question. You've said, I wouldn't be. But if you affirm that freedom and affirm it meaningfully, then you can reach the point where suddenly you do feel free. And free, what does free mean? You're free to vote. You're free to drive a car if you get a license. You're free to move to another country if you want to. Free means to be free of the compulsion of desire and habit. That compulsion which makes you do things against your own will against your own happiness, and you know that it's going to make you unhappy, and still you do it. Freedom means to not be bound by anything. Do you feel when you're in the presence of a woman or of a man, do you feel any kind of difference? Do you feel an attraction? That's a compulsion placed in human nature by nature itself. And until you can get rid of that thought that I'm, I'm attracted to this person because she's a woman or a man, 
you're not free. Do you have the desire for money? You can't just tell yourself I'm not free, but in the end you can, if you just don't need anything. And in fact, freedom means when you have no attachments, no compulsion above all, and no desires for anything. You just want to please God. That is freedom, because then you can do anything that will lead to your highest happiness and not be forced in a direction that you yourself know will make you, in the end, unhappy. Swamiji, um, this sense of freedom that you're talking about, it seems as though if we want to change ourselves, the thoughts that we have, the words that we speak, are very, very important. They're important, but you have to have the thought behind the word. Otherwise, you can... You can uh, uh, I mean, a parrot can say words, yeah. and it doesn't mean anything. But how so, do we control those thoughts and make our words powerful? Well, by affirming, you were talking about that. If I affirm I am free, um, in myself I am free, I have a chant like that. I own nothing, I am free, I am everything. So we need to have that growing conviction in ourselves, but by continually telling ourselves, this is the importance of affirmation. You don't have to affirm something you know is true anyway. I don't have to affirm that I don't need smoking. I don't have to affirm that I don't need worldly things. I don't have to affirm that I don't like to go out drinking at night because I just don't like it. If I did, affirmation would be necessary to affirm that I, I don't want this. I remember one time I wrote a song which Somebody thought maybe a famous singer would take and make a, make a known song of. And so I thought, well, let me at least go to him. He was singing in a nightclub in the nightclub district of San Francisco. And before I went there, I was chanting the mantra, Sri Ram, Jai Ram, Jai Jai Ram, Om, Sri Ram, Jai Ram. And there's power in that chant. And then when I went through the nightclub district of San Francisco, I could feel a power coming out of these nightclubs. Come in, come in. There's a power in evil. There's a power in darkness. There's a power in delusion. But I found that I just, it could not touch me. It was as if I was surrounded by a light. And so if you will meditate, harmonize the feelings in your own heart, and then send out harmonious vibrations. Nothing can touch you. Another very important thing apart from affirmation is company. Good company is more important than words, the company you keep, environment that you're in. That's why it's important to live in places where people are harmonious. It's important to have friends who are harmonious. Don't think, oh, it's in the mind. Of course it's in the mind. That's where it all is. That's where delusion exists. So understand the importance of right company. Affirmation is a part of it. But the right and best affirmation is doing the right thing, not just saying the right thing. That means living, being, walking with people, mixing with people who are of higher consciousness. We must understand that this whole world depends upon magnetism. You know, when you send an electric current through a wire, it generates magnetism. So any thought that you have 
generates a field of magnetism. And according to that magnetism, you will draw to yourself. If you have complete ex uh, expectation of success, you will be lucky. And whatever you do, you will succeed at whatever you do. So much of it, everything depends upon thought and magnetism. And affirmation is just a way of helping us to direct that energy in a magnetic way to make it happen. So affirmation can be for learning another subject. I know when I went to Indonesia, I wanted, I was up in the mountains on Gunung Agung, it's called, <laughs> and on Bali, and uh, I asked for a glass of, uh, for a blanket, they brought me a glass of water. And um, I decided I had to learn that language. Well, in two weeks, I had a vocabulary of 600 words. I was able to speak it. But it began, began by thinking, I'm Indonesian. You have to think what you want to be.